Friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ears. I'm Mark Antony, and this is Demolition News Radio, episode 147. In this episode, rightly reprimanded. What I'm about to share is important. In fact, it might just save your life, so please stick with it. I have a confession to make. I shoot very little of the video footage that we feature on our Demolition TV channel over on YouTube. In fact, if you watch one of our videos and think, eh, that's almost certainly one of mine. If, however, you're impressed by the cinematography, the lighting, the colour profiling, and the way in which the images match the soundtrack, the chances are that is the handiwork of my videographer Fred, who just happens to be my youngest son. Fred came on board about three years ago when he left university, initially just to edit the videos I was producing. But he quickly became frustrated by the sow's ear content I was providing and by his inability to fashion from it a silk purse. And so he started to accompany me onto sites, taking care of the video production while I put the camera in auto mode and took care of the stills. At his insistence, we invested in a drone. He's more than happy for me to fetch it when it lands unexpectedly in a neighbouring field, but in the two years or more that we've had it, he's never allowed me to fly it once. Then, about a year ago, we got a new camera to allow him to increase our production values even more. Some of his videos have now accrued more than a million views across our social media platforms. And those contractors and equipment manufacturers that have used our video services in the past now ask for him by name. I'm not bitter, honest. He was scheduled to be behind the camera back in August 2016 when I was visiting a site in Gloucestershire. Having found ourselves double booked, I did that one alone, but I failed to produce any footage for him to edit or criticise. I just placed the camera on a tripod when I was hit in the head by a low-flying brick. Now I'm 5 foot 10 in heels. The brick hit me in the side of the eye socket. Fred is 6 foot 1. If he'd been behind the camera, he would have taken the full force in his face. Chances are he would have broken his jaw. Chances are he would have lost a lot of teeth. Thankfully, that wasn't the case, but I distinctly remember lying on the floor, thanking my lucky stars that we'd been double booked that day. If you're a demolition equipment owner, operator or enthusiast, then there's only one place to be in July next year. The 4th Demo Expo will take place at the Hertfordshire Showground from the 4th till the 6th of July. And it promises to be the biggest demo expo yet. So put those dates in your diary and join us at the Hertfordshire Showground for Demo Expo 2019. It's going to be epic. Painful though it was, that incident afforded me a new perspective on the job I do. I tell people that I now use the camera zoom more often and that we've invested in a new telescopic lens to keep us both out of harm's way. And I'm only half joking. Subconsciously, I now found myself being more selective and cautious about where we set up the camera, about how close to structures and machines I'm willing to venture. Fred has been on and off demolition and construction sites consistently for the past three years. He's been through countless site inductions in that time, watched endless safety videos, and attended more safety briefings than either of us cared to remember. But I now find myself watching him almost as much as the demolition process. I see hazards where there may not be any, or where there just might be. If there's a 100 metre exclusion zone in force, I find myself adding another 50 metres, just in case. As I said previously, Fred is 6 foot 1. 
Like me, he owns an impressive collection of safety boots, hard hats, safety glasses, safety gloves, and high-vis clothing in several different colours. He's 23 years old, and he's big enough and ugly enough to look after himself. Yet I find myself wrapping him in theoretical cotton wool, protecting him from all the harm the demolition industry might throw at him. Or at least I thought I was. Demolition News Radio, the independent voice of the global demolition industry. There's a lady on LinkedIn called Mavis Nye, and she's one of our biggest fans. If we post a video, she generally likes it. If I post an editorial article there, she generally likes that too, and chips in with her own thoughts and comments. Mavis and I have never met, although we do speak via social media, and we've been talking about doing something together for several months now. Mavis is the president and co-founder of the Mavis Nye Foundation, a charitable organisation dedicated to providing a hardship fund for newly diagnosed victims of mesothelioma in the UK. What sets Mavis aside from the other charity workers and industry do-gooders is the fact that she was diagnosed with mesothelioma herself in 2009, the result of washing the clothes of her husband Ray, who worked with asbestos. Now, as I said, Mavis comments on a lot of what we do. So when I switched on my computer this morning, I wasn't even remotely surprised to see that she'd commented on one of our latest videos. But I wasn't prepared for what she actually said. This is what she wrote. Mark, I do love all your work and watch all your videos, but I do worry about all the dust that blows over the workers. Does your son wear a mask when he films? That message hit me like a punch to the sternum. And it hit me because, no, he doesn't. Neither do I. Oh sure, if we're filming inside during a soft strip, then absolutely, it's masks all the way. But day-to-day demolition? Never. Wouldn't even cross my mind. There's a box in my garage that contains a variety of PPE that we throw into the car whenever we're heading for site. It contains enough clothing and workwear to keep a small demolition crew protected for the foreseeable future. I just checked. The box contains no less than 11 pairs of safety glasses and 6 pairs of safety gloves, together with a solitary left-handed glove that we picked up along the way. But that box does not contain a single face mask of any kind. And sadly, I'm not alone. For all the hundreds of sites that we visit, I don't recall seeing any demolition workers wearing masks while they go about general demolition work. Asbestos gangs? Absolutely. Burners? Yes. But general demolition workers? I've racked my brain and I honestly cannot recall the last time I saw a demolition worker wearing a mask for general demolition work. I can't recall the last time I saw a UK demolition excavator fitted with in-cab filtration to protect the operator from silica dust or other airborne contaminants. None of which is a defence. Regardless of what others do, I should know better. I know the risks. As someone that claims to promote best practice, I should be setting an example. As a father, I should be taking greater care of my son. I should be taking greater care of myself. Demolition News Radio is the podcast of demolitionnews.com and the Demolition Magazine. When you put your head above the online parapet like I do, you have to be prepared to take criticism on the chin, even when it's misplaced, misguided or spiteful. And over the years, I've had the lot. I've been threatened and abused. I've been told directly and indirectly that I'm a disgrace to the demolition industry and that I have no place writing about it because I've never done it. I've been told that I favour certain contractors and manufacturers because I'm on their payroll. I'm not, by the way. 
I'm told regularly that I should keep my opinions to myself and that the music we use on our videos is terrible. And all of it is like water off a duck's back. Partly because for every message of criticism we receive, we get a hundred or more praising what we do. And partly because, frankly, I don't give a toss. I will stand and fall by my editorial integrity. An editorial integrity that has allowed us to become the demolition world's largest news portal and magazine. But today's message from Mavis truly found my Achilles heel. And so, there are two things that I plan to do just as soon as I finish recording and uploading this podcast. The first is to order a pair of face masks, one for myself and one for Fred. The second is to make a donation to the Mavis Nye Foundation, the founder of which might just have saved my son's life. I urge you to do likewise. You can find her website at www.mavisnighfoundation.com. Thanks for listening. Demolition News Radio, dedicated to demolition.